Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the On Call Empath. I'm your host, Raj Mantaj. You guys ever wonder where our pain comes from, our chronic pain, whether it's, you know, migraines, back pain, uh, just from daily stress? Well, I've reached out to a pain specialist by the name of Dr. Whitney. Uh, she's going to be talking about everything about pain, our nervous system, how our environments play a critical role and the toxic environment, what we can do about it. So if you've always wondered and you try to get answers, you know, to, you know, get your chronic pain under control, this is definitely an episode you want to tune into. So with that said, let's go ahead and get started. You're listening to the On Empath Show. Hey guys, we are back to another episode of the On Call Empath, episode 81. Today, I have a treat for you guys. Um, for all of you guys that have chronic pain, this is definitely an episode you want to tune into. My next guest is Dr. Whitney. She is a doctor of physical therapy and a therapeutic pain specialist. She helps people get motivated to, that have been struggling more than three months or more for chronic pain um, she has a lot of different tools and, and things we're going to talk about today on uh, this episode. So for all of you guys that are, you know, going through any type of, you know, pain for his, through his medications, injections, surgery, um, this is definitely an episode you want to definitely tune into. And just want a side note, um, a disclaimer on the side, like I say on every episode, this is just for informational purposes. This is not medical advice whatsoever. Definitely see a qualified physician if you're having any serious pain. Um, with that said, Dr. Whitney, it's a pleasure to have you. How are you doing today? Thank you so much, Raj. Thank you so much for having me here. I am doing well. It's been a good day so far. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you were on my podcast and I've been looking at your Instagram and you have a lot of great information. And I think this would be really good, especially for you know, a lot of the audience members that go through physical pain, chronic pain, but I feel like a lot of that stems from, you know, emotional stuff, which we're going to get into. But it looks like you started uh, way back in seventh grade where you were wanting to help people as a PT. How did it all start for you? Yes, it, it did. I took a career survey in computer class in seventh grade, and it recommended a, a physical therapist for me. And I had no idea what the profession was. I kind of dove in and did a lot of research, and it, it looked cool. It sounded cool. So I decided in college to major in athletic training. Um, I did that because I thought it was a good stepping stone to physical therapy. Um, and in that career, I got to work closely, mostly with athletes. But then I decided I, you know, I really was passionate about physical therapy and wanted to continue on with my education to finish up that um, and just broaden my horizons and my population that I was able to work for. Mm -hmm. Because I love working with athletes, but I want to work for many more people than that. And then right. while I was in physical therapy school, I had a mentor that was a therapeutic pain specialist. And I just couldn't believe the things that he was able to do for the population that struggled with chronic pain. Um, I walked, mm -hmm. I watched someone walk in in a wheelchair, not walk in. I'd watch someone come in in a wheelchair, <laughs> um, not able to move their legs and leave walking out. 
Um, and that's purely because of the amount of pain that they were in for years and just the education mm-hmm. and the simple exercises that he was able to do with them right. in the clinic there um, was able to help so much. So mm-hmm. that really inspired me to look deeper into working with this mm-hmm. population. And it's been amazing. Right. And one of the things that really, you know, is very interesting. I mean, I've had a lot of pain specialists on this podcast. Um, a lot of them are mind body, you know, uh, focused. Mm-hmm. And they, they all kind of say the same thing, but I just wanted your take on it because you're coming from a different uh, aspect. And I wanted to get you get your take on this podcast uh, as far as chronic pain. So before we get started, like, where do you, what is pain like in your, in your definition? Yeah. So, I mean, what do you guys think? What is pain? Pain is something that you get when you're in a dangerous situation, right? It's something that you get so that you can be alerted to go do something about it. Pain is there to Mm -hmm. tell you there may be a dangerous situation here. Go get help, which is what so many of us Mm -hmm. do. But most of us turn to um, surgery or pain medication. And Mm -hmm. I may be biased, but in my opinion, that's not not always the right direction to go. Um, Mm -hmm. But pain is a really good thing because without it, we wouldn't be alerted to go get help. And we'd probably all die before the age of, I don't know, five. (laughs) Yeah. For, for especially a lot of us, uh, people that have been through a lot of trauma, um, the highly sensitive people out there. I, what I notice is a lot of them do say that they have chronic pain. And sometimes when they go to a doctor or their specialist, um, they can't find anything physical. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing structurally wrong with them. And I've had this this discussion with many doctors and pain specialists on this podcast. But I wanted to ask you, like, as far as do you have to have injury to ha- experience pain, or can you have no injury whatsoever and still experience? That's it? a great question. And actually, pain and injury are two completely different things. Um, I know most people pair them together, but they really are separate. So when you have an injury, an an acute injury, so you, I don't know, you roll your ankle or you're in a car accident or some, some other sort of physical trauma. Yes, there is pain there. That's acute pain. That is appropriate pain to have because at that point, your brain is alerting your body that you need to get help. That's appropriate pain. However, when you pass three months time, the tissues have had time to heal by that point. So you would think that after three months, the pain would be gone because the tissues are healed. That's just what biologically happens. However, in people with chronic pain, which is 25% of the population, pain continues, but tissues are healed. There's no longer an injury there. So at that point, Mm -hmm. the pain goes from being a tissue issue to now a pain issue. Um, also mm-hmm. 30% of people that experience pain have never actually had a, by a physical injury. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, one of the things that I always wondered personally is, you know, how much is it our environment? So, um, if I just gave you a scenario, let's say, you know, I came to you and I told you that I was in like maybe a abusive relationship or I lived in a very toxic environment, um, how would, I mean, how much would that affect 
my pain if like let's say I was having back pish, back issues or migraines or something along those lines how much is it our environmental versus I mean just regular pain in an environment where you're not having any stress oh my goodness it affects a person's pain levels so much um, I call myself a biopsychosocial therapist um, which means that social environment, the environment that surrounds you, the psychology, all there, they play a humongous role in a person's pain level. So when I'm working with someone, that's one of the first things I look at. I call them yellow flags. What are the mm-hmm. yellow flags that you're dealing with in your life? What type mm-hmm. of emotional stress, environmental stress are you going through? And I know that many of those situations are not able to be controlled. I understand that, but some of them can. So I try and work patients through um, what are these yellow flags that we can break down and work Mm -hmm. on because it's going to make a huge difference. If someone is not willing to work towards changing any of those yellow flags, it's like Mm -hmm. the pain is not going to improve. So you're going to, you, you want to actually want to do it. That's part of, part of the healing process is what you're saying. Absolutely. I mean, I know that the way that I work with patients and with pain is a little bit different. It's a little bit non-traditional from the typical physical therapist or healthcare professional. Mm -hmm. And if I'm working with someone that just doesn't buy into it, they're not open to the education that I'm dishing out Mm -hmm. uh, or the suggestions that I'm making, which again are non-traditional there's not going to be success mm-hmm. there. So a huge yeah. portion of what I do is first getting that no like, and trust and getting the yeah. understanding and the buy-in from, from mm-hmm. a, a patient that um, these yellow flags are important mm-hmm. to tackle. I see. And so one thing that really, I guess is very personal to me, but I've, I've spoke to quite a few um, people um, in the past that when they do go to specialists, uh, mainly pain specialists, um, to get treatment, if you're getting the um, notion where the person's not taking you seriously, or maybe they don't want to say it, but for some reason they they say, you know, maybe it's psychosomatic or it's in your head. What is your take on that? Like, let's say I told you I went somewhere and, you know, they're just throwing medication at me and, and they're saying, well, you know, it's kind of like all in your head. There's nothing structurally really wrong with you. And that's been done, that's been said to me with a few few um, places that I went to as far as like pain management. What is your take on about all that? Can it be all in our heads? First of all, the fact that people say this drives me <laughs> crazy because it's not it's not positive language. It's only language that is going to make things worse, right? Maybe right. you've experienced this yourself, but if someone tells you using the language, your pain is all in your head or just get over it, or you're going to be living in pain forever, right. or you're making this up, or I'm just going to give you medication to make this better. That is going to stress you out. It's going to make mm-hmm. you feel bad. It's going to make the pain worse. Um, mm-hmm. So I hate it when that happens and it happens a lot and it drives me crazy. And I'm definitely an advocate for that, for, for that, to, for that to stop. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I try to, I, it's really important to me to choose my words wisely and to know Mm -hmm. that everything that I say and every way that I say it is going to Mm -hmm. matter and is going to make a difference in that person's Mm -hmm. life. Um, Now, when someone says that your pain is all in your head, there is a tiny truth to that. Um, Mm -hmm. But stepping back a little bit, pain 100% of the time comes from the brain. 
because the brain Mm -hmm. is alerting the body when it may see potential danger. So if you didn't Mm -hmm. have a brain, you wouldn't have pain. Mm -hmm. So therefore, your brain is in your head. Pain comes from the brain, which is in your head. So pain is in your head, but Mm -hmm. not in the way that many people understand. Right. Um, So I try to explain that in a way that makes the patient see that in a way that makes sense and is not negative. So just to throw you a curveball here, if if somebody never been, you know, someone's never been injured, you know, there's, there's been nothing structurally wrong. There's, I mean, on their MRIs or there's nothing that you can physically see, but their nervous system is kind of shot, meaning like they're stuck in a fight or flight mode. Um, Maybe they have PTSD or maybe they just live like with somebody who is constantly um, just kind of making them miserable. Um, With that sense, I mean, just looking at the nervous system itself, I mean, it's very complex, but if you could just explain to the audience, you know, what happens to the nervous system when we experience pain or when we're in a very hostile uh, environment. Yeah. Great question. Um, so we have different sensors in our body. They help us determine when we're in a situation feeling temperature, vibration, light touch, um, different chemical changes. There's a couple more, but we actually don't even have pain receptors. We have danger receptors. And again, mm-hmm. like I said, the, the danger receptors are there to tell us when there's potential danger. So when we get that when that sensor is stimulated on our skin, that um, sensation goes up our nerves, up our spinal cord to our brain. But there's a gatekeeper at the brain because we don't need to know when every single little thing happens in our body. We don't need to be thinking all day long, oh my gosh, I'm wearing clothes or oh my gosh, it's kind of windy. Like those things don't matter. And that is because there's a gatekeeper at the brain, like kind of dampening some of those sensations that we don't need to be knowing all the time. But Mm -hmm. when you have chronic pain and your danger receptors are going all of the time, the gatekeepers sort of stop working. They they're like, okay, well, I guess we need to be knowing this all the time. So then all of a sudden you have a lot, you have all of these senses going up to the brain because the gatekeepers have just given up. So now you might feel pain even when your temperature sensors are stimulated Mm -hmm. or your light touch sensors are stimulated. So it's like, it's like your brain is working on overdrive and practice Mm -hmm. makes perfect. So as it's practicing this over and over and over, it's then a broken record and sending you signals that you don't necessarily need to have. Yeah. I mean, it definitely does. And, and, and I'm glad that you, you know, explained it so intricately because it might take just a small thing that to trigger trigger somebody and then all of a sudden you you have a migraine that's why you know a lot of people that are at work and then they get stressed out they wonder why all of a sudden they get up a migraine or you know their back flares up because they're under stress and that's what i've uh found out from having a lot of these pain specialists on the podcast in the past is saying you know a lot of it has it, it yeah it is in your head like part of it but like the other uh, aspect of it there's a lot more things going going into it as well like you know, your environment genetics you know all kinds of different things so i guess this breaks it down to the final question is like what what do we do about it because i mean 
I'll be honest, like I just came back from a um, pain specialist and, um, you know, they did cupping, they did, you know, injections, they've done, you know, acupuncture. I mean, I've tried like pretty much everything and that you can think about. Um, I'm trying to stay away obviously from the, um, medic, you know, the medication mm-hmm. part of it because there's addiction and all that kind of stuff yeah. that associates with that. So in your opinion and, and what you do for your, uh, clients, what can you what can you say about, you know, what do you do about helping somebody who's in chronic pain for more than three months? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first I want to say, you know, find a specialist that you click with, someone that you can really resonate with and trust and they will listen to you. Um, because if you, if you're, if you don't find someone like that, your pain is going to continue (laughs) to, Mm skyrocket. But anyway, find someone like that. And in my opinion, 50% of the treatment is education. Just learning about what pain is, learning about the science behind pain. It's so important. I wish I could show you a picture right now, actually. (laughs) Uh, I have a picture of a functional MRI. So which is Mm -hmm. an, uh, an MRI in real time, that's showing the brain lighting up in certain situations. So in this picture, the brain is lighting up because this person is in pain, they're, they're asked to Mm -hmm. do a pain inflicting activity. Um, and then the second picture I have is after two hours worth of purely pain science education, Mm -hmm. this person was educated on pain for two hours and you can see in the pictures comparing the two pain activity is dramatically decreased, like 95% Mm -hmm. gone. Um, education just gives you so much autonomy. You feel like you're understanding, you feel like you have some control over your pain. So that is Mm -hmm. huge. Find someone that can help you do that. And then the rest of it is some graded exercise, graded activity. So gradually, very slowly, gently getting back into the things that you want and you love to do. Mm -hmm. It's important to never just negate the things that you want to do, the things you want to get back to. Don't ever say, okay, well, I guess I'm never going to run again Mm -hmm. because you don't know that. And if that's an important part of your life, it's important Mm -hmm. to get back. So never, I mean, Mm -hmm. if you're a runner, you're not just going to go out and run 10 miles. That's not going to happen. It's important to understand that, but maybe, you know, start Mm -hmm. by walking Mm -hmm. and then jogging and then running just a few, Mm -hmm. a few minutes or a few miles at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you're able to do that with, in, within a pain-free range or not increasing your pain, that's training your brain mm-hmm. that you are able to do that. So right. the more you're able to do that and grade it slowly, the more the brain is mm-hmm. going to get used to the fact that it's an it's a safe movement and it's okay to do. Right. And I know a lot of us, uh, you know, we hold back, we, you know, we, we're we're afraid, you know, sometimes yeah. we'll, we'll wear back braces just in case or we'll put ice on it. But one thing I just want to point out, and this is what I've gotten from talking to a lot of pain specialists, is a lot of things that we say in our minds, like, you know, that inner voice saying, well, you know, if if I don't have, if I don't take a uh, Tylenol or if I don't, you know, put some ice on it, because you're reinforcing that over and over so your brain is like yeah i am in pain it's you're kind of tricking the brain if 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 that makes sense what do you think about that placebo effect where you're just like okay yeah you know i mean i feel like in that situation you're powering your you're empowering yourself you're giving yourself an opportunity to succeed without it i don't even think that's really a placebo you i mean mm-hmm. that's a really powerful thing i don't mm-hmm. ever recommend to just completely stop 
all your medications, stop worrying right. your background <laughs> all at once, not cold turkey. You've it's same thing with the graded activity, graded exposure. You've got to do it um, slowly and like you said, trick your brain or yeah. train your brain into the fact that you can do it. Yeah. Um, it, like you were just talking about, it's kind of a lot of personal development, having right. faith in yourself, believing in yourself that this is something that you can do, right. believing in yourself that you are not going to be mm-hmm. stuck with pain forever, as long as you're mm-hmm. an advocate for yourself. Right. And, you know, just talking is therapeutic in itself. Mm-hmm. I know I've, I've had some great, you know, well-known doctors that I've worked with. Uh, one of them was Dr. Schubner, who's, uh, he's pretty well known as far as like, you know, the pain, mind body syndrome and, uh, you know, just him listening to what was going on in my life, that in itself kind of actually helped my pain kind of reduce, but just having somebody listen and being on your side, I know that it's, it's hard to believe because I know everybody's different. Not everyone's going to recover the same way or the same time frame. but just asking you, what is realistically, I guess, uh, realistic time? Is it is it based on the individual, um, or do you normally see with your with your patients like it could be, you know, just random, like based on that on that person? It's definitely individual. Um, I mean, I've seen people that. Well, typically, I I tell people that you know you've experienced pain for a very long time, so it's going to take a long time for it to go away completely. But we're going to just work on baby steps, like one thing at a time, get this pain under control. But there's, I've definitely seen some humongous advancements in just one hour of talking to someone. And, um, you know, if if someone has like uh, chronic regional pain syndrome and they haven't Mm -hmm. let anyone touch their body for years or decades, just me placing a hand on them because they can trust me at that time just makes a world of a difference and mm-hmm. them feeling like, Oh my gosh, you're touching me right now. And I'm not freaking <laughs> out. <laughs> that right. gives them the confidence that, okay, there's not that much danger here. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, I can do that for an hour and someone walks out with so much confidence and less pain because they feel empowered that they were able mm-hmm. to do that. So just wrapping up here. Um, I know, there's a lot of people that are tuning in. Some some people may be skeptics. Others have tried everything in the kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. If I come to you, let's say, and I've tried everything underneath the sun, what are you going to kind of start me out with? How would you walk me through being obviously a little different from everyone else? Like what what would you do as far as like, you know, trying to get me back pain for into a pain-free state if that's even possible this is actually the people that I work with the people that (laughs) tried everything the people that just feel like there is no hope no use they're going to live in pain forever in that situation yes many people are skeptics but at the same time in that situation many people are willing to do whatever it takes and if I tell them that I have a solution that can help a Mm -hmm. lot of people open their minds and they're willing to try so Mm -hmm. what I would do Uh, like a first time working with someone, it would first be just a lot of introductions and getting to know somebody, getting to know, like, and trust, because Mm -hmm. that's huge. We're not going to go anywhere if someone doesn't know, like, and trust you. And then it would just, I mean, start out, of course, with me asking them a lot of questions, doing a little evaluation Mm -hmm. and seeing where we're starting, make some goals so that we know where we're going. And then I would start off with 
some brief education. You're not going to learn everything in the, in the kitchen sink all at once <laughs> because that's overwhelming, but mm-hmm. starting with a little bit at a time so that you can really chew on it over the next week or so. And then starting with some very gentle exercise and exposure to start increasing that confidence throughout the next week. Very well. So thank you for, for describing that very intricately. So with that said, um, before we take off here, um, do you mind telling us where we can find you on social media or if you want to give a shout out to your website? <laughs> sure. Um, I'm actually launching my uh, my independent physical therapy and pain coaching practice in about six days. So I haven't launched that website yet, but it will be launched <laughs> then. Um, but currently, and where you will be able to find that website is at wit.link. W-H-I-T dot L-A-N-K. I will put that website there, but you can also contact me there. Um, that will lead you to my Facebook Messenger, and I'm happy to chat with anybody. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. I appreciate you being a guest on this podcast. It's always a pleasure having you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right. All right, guys. I hope you guys got something out of it. Check her out. In the meantime, stay tuned for the next episode. I got a lot more coming up this uh, month. And uh, always, if you let me know how I'm doing on Apple iTunes, I definitely appreciate it. And with that said, we are out. You're listening to the On Call and Pat.